It was pure joy. I mean, people were crying. It was unreal. This is for our love of a galaxy far, far away. It's a galaxy as big as our imaginations, or as close as a member of the family. This is Forever Star Wars. This is where the fun begins. remember where you were the moment you heard that the Clone Wars was coming back. That's sure to become a topic of discussion in years to come. I'm Mark Marquis, your host for this episode, which I was already in the process of writing when the news dropped. It seemed to be a bit of kismet that I'd already chosen to devote Episode 7 to one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars, Ahsoka Tano. I'll always remember where I was. I was standing in line at the Department of Motor Vehicles of all places, when the news came over my phone, and I thought I was going to lose it in front of a bunch of strangers and government employees. As soon as I made it back to my car, I watched the trailer. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. My designation is Trooper 27-5555, sir. We call him Fives. I'm Heavy. This is Echo. I'm Commander Cody, your new boss. Sir, yes, sir! Looks like we got ourselves a batch of shinies, Commander. And suddenly it became real. We were getting a proper end to the Clone Wars. Like many of you, I was devastated back in 2013 when the show was cancelled. It felt unceremonious, made even worse by the fact that it was the final Star Wars project Lucas was directly involved with. It left the Clone Wars in a kind of creative limbo, but fans never forgot. The fans never gave up hope. And hope, the quintessential message in Star Wars, if ever there was one, is what has brought us to this day with new Clone Wars episodes on the horizon. A war left unfinished, until now. With the announcement at San Diego Comic-Con, I had to revise my intro to this episode, but since this was always going to be about Ahsoka and the fans who love her, it couldn't have happened at a better time. So let's travel back in time 10 years. It was 2008, three years after the release of the third movie in the prequel series, and it was the last Star Wars we thought we would ever see. But George still had more stories to tell. And for the Clone War, he felt animation was the best way he could do that. With the Clone Wars, we're showing that there's still a lot more Star Wars stories to tell. Our goal was to bring Star Wars in an animated form to the small screen in a way that was true to the original movies. To do that, it needed to be epic in scope. You're going to have all types of stories to watch. 
action, adventure, mysteries, romance, comedies, westerns. It's called Star Wars, and people have an expectation to see something incredible. George found his own Padawan to bring the series to life. Dave Filoni was the director who would channel George's vision into a new era of animated storytelling. When you have the name Star Wars and Lucasfilm, people have an expectation to see something incredible. It has to be shown on an epic scale to understand that there's a universe, there's a galaxy involved in this conflict. It was very important to George in this series that we explore the side of Anakin that uh, you could call the good side, but more who was Anakin Skywalker, what was he like? Probably the most exciting aspect of Clone Wars to me is that we get to introduce new characters. The most obvious one of these is Ahsoka Tano, Anakin's Padawan. And who are you supposed to be? I'm Ahsoka. Master Yoda sent me. Ahsoka is an exciting new character. She is skilled with a lightsaber. She's a bit brash like Anakin, yet she has some old guard training like Obi-Wan Kenobi. She kind of stands between the two characters. She's learning about being a Jedi in this time, much as the audience will be learning what the Clone Wars are. So in that way, she is a touchstone for the audience. I'm a Jedi Knight. And she's a girl, and she's a Jedi, and we frankly haven't quite seen enough of that, have we? In the 10 years since the debut of The Clone Wars, Ahsoka Tano has become wildly popular. For a large segment of fandom, she is Star Wars. She's proof that it doesn't matter what the medium is, whether it's live action, novels, comics, or animation. An enduring character can become iconic as long as they're born of great storytelling. There's something special about Ahsoka that resonates with people on a personal level. Maybe it's because we see a bit of ourselves in her. When Dave said the audience would discover the Clone War through Ahsoka, he was right. By establishing her as a window for the audience, we were allowed to get to know a fresh new character. It was that discovery that forged a bond. And that connection was deeply personal for a lot of fans. One of those fans is Clashing Saber's own Brandon Boylan. When I joined the creative team of Clashing Sabers a couple of years ago, I'd never met a bigger Ahsoka fan than Brandon. When he asked our team if we knew anyone who could design logos because he wanted to create something special for Clashing Sabers, I eagerly volunteered since I'm a professional graphic designer. So we collaborated to make the Clashing Sabers brand centered on Ahsoka. This episode will feature some of the voices in the fan community who have taken Ahsoka into their hearts and who better to get us started than Mr. Clashing Sabers himself. Brandon, take it away. So growing up, I didn't really have the best home environment. And as a person who struggles with mental health issues, it wasn't really the best environment for personal growth. And it it led me down a dark path. I don't say that for pity, but I say that because you kind of have to understand that to understand why Ahsoka matters to me so much. See, I found Ahsoka when I came back to Star Wars. And I was looking for understanding. And Star Wars had always provided me that. And seeing Ahsoka walk away from the Order and do what she believed was right, even though everyone else told her that it wasn't the right choice, was a really powerful thing. And it gave me the courage to do the same thing in my own life and jump forward. Now I'm a teacher. I love my job. I love my life. I've met my fiance. And all of that has a lot to do with seeing the courage that Ahsoka had. And then 
going forward to Rebels and seeing that she's made the right choice and it paid off really gave me even more hope and inspiration to continue on this path that I was following, knowing that it's what was right for me and it was true for me. So every day I try to be not just the person I would want me to be, but the kind of person that Ahsoka would want me to be. Someone close to me, who's coincidentally also named Brandon, finds similar inspiration in Ahsoka. He's my younger brother, who's always been my Star Wars co-pilot. We literally grew up on this franchise and watched it expand over the course of 40 years. Wow, that's amazing to say out loud. Four decades of our lives. My brother has some interesting things to say about Ahsoka. We were chatting just before I began writing this episode, and when he told me what she means to him... I knew I had to include it. Here's what he had to say. I think the thing that impresses me the most about Ahsoka, her being defiant and snippy and kind of having like a bit of sarcasm uh, is something that I always admire. Some of us more sarcastic people tend to appreciate. I think the second character trait that is probably the reason I like Ahsoka more than, say, many of the other characters in Clone Wars is, well, and Rebels, uh, is the idea of her being a gray Jedi. Like, uh, first, the first time I remember seeing such a character was uh, Jolene Bindo back in Knights of the Old Republic video game. Like, wait, there's this guy that lives out by himself and he renounces the Jedi. You know, I don't believe the same thing that the Jedi Order believes. A Jedi that thinks they're not light or dark, they're in the middle. That's very interesting to me. You know, in the same nature of Ahsoka being the character that is defiant and sarcastic, then of course that is something that she's going to do when confronted with the option of rejoining the Jedi Council. Like, she walks away from that. She walks away from her master. Very inspiring. Just something that I've always tried to aspire to is don't always look at the status quo. Think outside the box. I think that is my favorite uh, character trait of Ahsoka. My brother's reception of the brash and snippy Ahsoka was much more open-minded than my own, at least back in the day. I guess I should be honest and admit that in the beginning, I wasn't too keen on her. I was never a hater, but in the beginning, I found it difficult to warm up to Ahsoka. It wasn't because she was young, impulsive, sarcastic, or annoying. It definitely wasn't because she was a girl. I just didn't see the point in giving Anakin a Padawan. A Padawan who was never addressed in the film series. She wasn't in Revenge of the Sith, so how could she be impactful to the larger story? I guess I was letting my cynicism get the best of me, because I thought she was only created for the animated series, and she'd never grow beyond that purpose. I was soon proven wrong. It was my first lesson in trusting the talents and instincts of Dave Filoni a lesson that would continue to be reinforced over the years. Just when you think you know where Filoni is taking this character, he surprises you. And he does it in ways that makes you feel foolish that you ever doubted him. Both Dave and the lovely and talented Ashley Eckstein, who voices Ahsoka, reflect on the early reception of this character. She was very precocious. There were so many things stacked up against Ahsoka in the beginning. And I think what became fascinating about Ahsoka was how she earned her credibility. She had to fight for it with the fans. Ahsoka definitely had her haters. Uh, (laughs) There were a lot of people that felt she was too snippy, uh, that she was disrespectful, that she was bratty. And I knew that we were going to go on this long journey and this long arc with her. That journey was what convinced me to give Ahsoka a chance. 
I was guilty of doing what a lot of older fans do. Dismiss a character out of turn because he or she is at a different stage in life than we are. A mark of good writing is showing how a character grows over the course of time. If we don't allow the character to learn and grow from their mistakes or their impulses, then we rob ourselves of the insight and connection we can have with fictional characters. But thankfully, most of fandom, which included myself, came around. Let's take this opportunity to hear another fan's similar experience with his introduction to Ahsoka. I vividly remember when Ahsoka first came on the scene in the Clone Wars movie. She didn't really bond with me at all. I didn't like the snips and the sky guy. But eventually, over time, to Clone Wars and all the outstanding episodes that there was, Ahsoka really, really grew. And she became one of the most favourite characters, I think, ever the great Star Wars. It's a crying shame that they haven't done a movie yet or a live something live action with Ahsoka because, I mean, she has a massive fan base now. It would be outstanding to see something like that happen. Going back to Clone Wars, I would say... The favourite episodes of mine was the one where she took the Padawans to get the lightsaber crystals. Hurry, younglings. You have proved to be the top of your class. And so now is the time of the gathering. For a Jedi, there is no greater challenge or honour. And also the one where she met Chewbacca with the uh, Trandoshian slavers. When I was out there, alone, all I had was your training and the lessons you taught me. And because of you, I did survive. And not only that, I was able to lead others to survive as well. There's been so many great stories with Ahsoka over the years. Hopefully she'll reappear again, whether it be in another animated series or hopefully a live action series. But I really hope we haven't seen the end of Ahsoka. It would be great to have more. That was Tony from the UK. He submitted his thoughts on Ahsoka before we heard the news about the Clone Wars revival, but he brings up a great point. With a character as popular as Ahsoka, the sky's the limit in terms of where she could turn up. Hi, this is Mark from San Jose, California, otherwise known as LDWito underscore 72 on Twitter. Um, and here are my thoughts on Ahsoka Tano. I love the journey that her character has taken us on and how she has evolved. Who knows where it will all end? Uh, I'm excited to see what happens after Rebels and also that little window into the past after she left the Jedi Order, which we will be seeing in the upcoming Return of the Clone Wars series. It's amazing to see what has become of this particular character, who was brought to life by the talented Ashley Eckstein. From the beginning, as many people did, I didn't really know what to think of her. She was like the little sister that may bug the hell out of you because she's so young, but that eventually grows into a wonderful person that brings so much to the family. I mean, as much as I love Anakin and Obi-Wan, it became all about Ahsoka for me after a while. I will never forget her saying goodbye to the Jedi Order, walking away and going down those steps at the end of the Clone Wars series. I was left shocked and yet so happy that the choice was made to take the character in that direction. It took her to an all-new level for me. I cannot wait to see her transition into a live-action character hopefully someday, because I'd hate to see her only remain as an animated or book character. She deserves so much more, in my opinion. Mark, I couldn't agree more. Filoni has made the statement that no one can use Ahsoka in any future TV shows or films without his permission. But I hope that means that if she does get her own movie, it'll be Dave who writes and or directs it. And if Ashley would be able to play the live-action version of Ahsoka, all the better. 
I can't imagine a better way to honor the character or the millions of fans who love her. If Ahsoka ever does get a live-action movie, another of my hopes is that Kevin Kiner is given the chance to compose the soundtrack. His work on the animated shows The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels is exceptional. He's able to pay homage to John Williams with callbacks to the previous soundtracks, but Kiner also brings his own sound into his scores, which can be incredibly emotional. As an example, let's listen to Ahsoka's theme. I'm really proud of Ahsoka's theme. I, I think it's, it's, it's one of the better themes I've written, and, and again, it was just one of those things that just happened on, on chance, you know. You may think if you're going to do something tender, you, you might do it in major, so you might go, you know, I'm in G here. And... But that was just like too happy, so, so I, I said, well, let's try G minor. So I come up with this. So my melody is going to be this. So I thought, okay, what's a you know what's a good chord for after the G minor? Would be a typical chord. And I'm like, well, that's really lame. Everybody's done that, you know. So instead of going to the F, I, I go to an E flat. And see, the G, just right there to me, there she is. There she is. Kiner's theme for Ahsoka is lush and evocative. It hits me in the feels every time I hear it because it has a warmth, a beauty that instantly recalls the best qualities of Ahsoka. But it also has a tinge of sadness. Since it was first conceived as a theme to introduce Ahsoka as Anakin's first and only Padawan, I think the sadness reflects what was lost when Ahsoka and Anakin parted. She chose to go her own way and to find herself, but in doing so, she left Anakin behind, and alone. And that melancholy we hear in the theme is a reflection on that special friendship. Ahsoka's theme stands toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best character themes in Star Wars, and is more proof of the emotional bond we feel with her. A few Ahsoka fans took the opportunity to send their thoughts to me in writing. One such fan was Shay from New Zealand. Shay writes, in August of 2008, Lucas gave us The Clone Wars, a theatrical release of the pilot episode of a TV series that would see Star Wars grow beyond the films in animation for the first time since the Ewok cartoons. The film gave us Ahsoka Tano, Anakin's Padawan, and a young 14-year-old teenage girl. Many, including myself, were shocked and unsure of her. As the show progressed, we got to see Ahsoka's growth, and also Anakin's as well, through this new master Padawan bond. Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters, and my favorite animated one. She's gone through, albeit in Star Wars versions, the trials of growing up and learning from mistakes and from those older people in her life. She was also the beginning of a new generation of Star Wars fans, both male and female, who came to Star Wars and grew up with her as their Luke, their Anakin and Obi-Wan. Her arcs through both the Clone Wars and Rebels have been some of the most satisfying and heartbreaking stories in Star Wars. 
and her journey is that of a true hero. And for me, that's why I love Ahsoka. Thanks, Shay. It's certainly true that watching Ahsoka grow into a hero is what has made her character so compelling. Monica Bertrand of the U.S. also had some wonderful things to write about Ahsoka that I'll share with you now. Monica writes, The series as a whole gave us such a gift with her character. When you watch her in the first season, and compare to the season 5 finale arc, you can see how much she's grown. We went on such a journey with her as she advances in her training, confidence, and abilities. Her story resonates because we feel her pain and sadness at the betrayal of trust from these events. I really wish we had the chance to see the episodes that were in the works, and I'm still hoping it'll come in some format. To me, it's Ahsoka's heart and compassion that defines her and makes her relatable. Something tells me we haven't seen the last of her. Monica, it looks like you got your wish. When Ahsoka was brought back for Star Wars Rebels, which takes place roughly 15 years after Revenge of the Sith, she was older and wiser, but she was still searching for truth. There was something in her past left unresolved. She couldn't quite put it into words, more like a feeling, a darkness that was familiar. Ahsoka, why did you leave? Where were you when I needed you? I made a choice. I couldn't stay. You were selfish. No! You abandoned me! You failed me! Do you know what I've become? The return of Ahsoka in Rebels brought significant growth for the character. There were so many questions left unanswered after the cancellation of the Clone Wars series. How did Order 66 affect Ahsoka? Did she survive? Did she know about Vader? When she returned as Fulcrum and her role in the newly forming Rebel Alliance became clear, it was a revelation to her fans. Another valuable lesson for me as I thought back on my early feelings of doubt that she could play a significant role in the original trilogy since she was never mentioned. But the way she was reintroduced was kind of brilliant, because as a former Jedi, Ahsoka was largely incognito. She had to be, in order to survive. So it was fitting to realize she'd been working undercover to provide the Rebel Alliance with the vital help it needed to fight the Empire in its fledgling days. When Ahsoka left the Jedi Order, she may have turned her back on the Jedi way of life, but not the light side. Ahsoka remained noble and honorable. She retained her sense of goodness and justice. And as a symbol of freedom, she inspired even more fans, such as Fred Campo from Argentina. Ahsoka for me is a symbol of freedom and independence. I met Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, like many of us did. Uh, I watched her grow up. I watched her learn and then I watch her leave the Jedi Order and that was rough <laughs> but I, as I grew up she grew up as well and then in Rebels I understood her phrase her, her iconic phrase saying I am no Jedi I think that represents her as a symbol of freedom and independence I think every teenager can relate to her. That's why I love her. She's an awesome character, and this is for her. Fred's right. That line from Ahsoka is iconic. The moment where she confronts Vader face to face and realizes the horrible truth she'd been avoiding, 
is one of the greatest events in Star Wars. We, the fans, had been waiting for this moment for years. As much history that Ahsoka and Anakin shared, it was heartbreaking to see Ahsoka come face to face with the terrible reality of what happened to her teacher and friend. And it was even more heartbreaking when we were shown that it was still Anakin under the helmet. Not this time. Then you will die. Filoni is a master at playing our heartstrings and then cutting those strings with a knife. The harsh realization that not even Ahsoka Tano could reach Anakin is tough to accept but necessary when you consider the larger story of Anakin's fall to the dark side. This meeting was never going to be sentimental, because instead of affection, Vader feels only contempt because of what Ahsoka represents. Filoni explains. Vader would look at Ahsoka and want to destroy her, because she is a living memory of everything he once was and everything he once had. There was only one way this could end, with the death of Ahsoka, but not so fast. Dave wasn't going to allow the story to end on such an obvious note. After years of experiencing Dave's brand of storytelling, it shouldn't have surprised anyone when we got an ambiguous resolution for Ahsoka's fate. We really should have seen that coming. In the subsequent months following Twilight of the Apprentice, Ahsoka fans argued and debated what had happened to her. Fans fell into two camps, Ahsoka lives, question mark, and Ahsoka lives, exclamation point. Filoni even had fun with this at a celebration panel where he wore the shirt, but changed it mid-panel from the question to the exclamation. Ahsoka lives! Yeah! yeah. And now Dave wishes yeah. he is suddenly somewhere else other than this yeah, case. No, it's fine. <laughs> you just, yeah, if I could direct you for a minute, you should say that line more like this. Ahsoka lives? It's more like a, it's a question, like mark, a question right? and you're fine. What What do you guys think? Do you think it's Ahsoka lives or Ahsoka lives? Dave's trolling of Ashley and the fans is one of the best things to witness. He has an absolute blast with it, and it obviously comes from a place of love. But all good things must come to an end, and Dave realized it was time to let the fans know Ahsoka's true fate. But none of us could have predicted how. Ahsoka! Wait, what happened? Where am I? You were fighting Vader. I saw you in there. He was going to... So I, I, I grabbed you and I pulled you out of there. Anakin. <laughs> that ambiguous end for Ahsoka was not so ambiguous after all. 
It was vague because it had disguised a secret, a special surprise that Dave was waiting to reveal. There have been a lot of twists and shocking moments in the history of this franchise, but none so mind-bending as this one. Ten years later, this woman who had begun her journey as a character that most of us assumed would have to die in order to leave the story, kept surviving in unexpected ways. The final time we see her in Star Wars Rebels, she comes to retrieve Sabine Wren, and they board a ship together and fly off into the galaxy in search of Ezra. Ezra's out there somewhere, and it's time to bring him home. If I know Dave Filoni well enough at this point, I know to expect the unlikely and improbable where Ahsoka is concerned. I have one more fan submission that I'd like to read. It comes from Kelly at Team Ahsoka on Twitter. And before I read her thoughts, I'd like to give a special shout out to Kelly. She helped put me in touch with Ahsoka fans through her network of followers, and she even helped spread the word about this episode. Kelly, I owe you a debt of gratitude. Please check out Kelly's blog that's dedicated to all things Ahsoka over at TeamAsoka.com. You can also find it in the show notes of this episode. And now, here's what Kelly had to say about this wonderful character. She writes, What does Ahsoka mean to me? Well, I could talk about her strength of character, her enthusiasm, her insatiable curiosity, the fact that she has a witty comeback for any occasion. But in reality, Ahsoka's importance to me as a fan goes beyond that. She's inspired a whole generation of Star Wars fans and given young girls and boys a role model to look up to. She's taught fans of all ages the value of following one's gut instincts and knowing when to walk away, to never be afraid to walk through her own path. She's inspired fans to create breathtaking artworks, fan fiction, and costumes, and the Ahsoka Lives events at Star Wars Celebration are a testament to her popularity. And on a more personal note, Ahsoka has given me a community that I'm honored to be a part of. I launched Team Ahsoka back in spring 2016, and since then, I've met so many talented, passionate, inspirational, welcoming people via the site and social media, some of whom I now consider good friends. Needless to say, I'm already looking forward to laughing and crying with my fellow fans once the Clone Wars revival hits Disney's new streaming service next year. So thank you, Clone Wars, for giving me a wealth of new Star Wars stories and characters to enjoy, and a wonderful fan community to share them with. I can't wait to see what the next 10 years bring. Thanks, Kelly. I think you speak for all of us when you look forward to what's still on the horizon for Ahsoka. We've listened to several testimonials about what makes Ahsoka so special, and this entire episode, I've been adding my own voice to that chorus. But I'm closing out this episode with my own testimonial on why I love this character so much. It's simple, really. She's the first character in Star Wars who ever made me cry. Sure, I'm an emotional fella, but it takes a certain kind of show or movie to make me turn on the waterworks. And until Ahsoka Tano, it never happened with Star Wars. As deeply and profoundly as I loved this franchise, it had been mostly a visceral experience for me as a fan, an action-adventure fantasy that I could lose myself in. But with the Clone Wars series, I met a character who I initially wrote off as inconsequential. When I first met her back in 2008, she was a plucky sidekick who seemed shoehorned into the series. But over the course of the seasons, she grew into a fully formed, self-realized character. And nowhere was it more apparent than the Season 5 arc, including the episode, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much. Ahsoka, 
What are you doing? You didn't even try to come and help me. They wouldn't let me in to talk to you. You could have if you tried. How would that look, Ahsoka? Huh? Forcing my way in would have made you look even more guilty. <laughs> I'm not guilty! Then we have to prove you're innocent. The only way we can do that is by going back. I don't know who to trust. Listen, I would never let anyone hurt you, Ahsoka. Never. But you need to come back and make your case to the Council. No. I'm not going to take the fall for something I didn't do! I am ordering you to put down your lightsaber and come with me, now! Trust me. General Skywalker, where are you? I do trust you, but you know as well as I do that no one else will believe me. Ahsoka Tano, you have been charged with sedition against the Jedi Order and the Republic itself. This court will decide your fate. I am here with evidence and a confession from the person responsible for all of the crimes Ahsoka has been accused of. Barriss Offi, member of the Jedi Order and traitor. I did it because I have come to realize what many people in the Republic have come to realize, that the Jedi are the ones responsible for this war. That we've so lost our way that we have become villains in this conflict. That we are the ones that should be put on trial. All of us! Ahsoka, I am so sorry. About everything. You have our most humble apologies, little Ahsoka. The Council was wrong to accuse you. You have shown such great strength and resilience in your struggle to prove your innocence. This was actually your great trial. Now we see that. We understand that the Force works in mysterious ways. And because of this trial, you have become a greater Jedi than you would have otherwise. Back into the Order, you may come. They're asking you back, Ahsoka. I'm asking you back. When Ahsoka realizes that the Order is no longer a place where she belongs, she turns her back on it. I'm sorry, Master. But I'm not coming back. When Ahsoka chooses not to re-enter the Jedi Order, she isn't simply turning her back on an institution. She's leaving her family. Staying would have been easy, but it wouldn't have felt honest. The Order is no longer a refuge for Ahsoka. She's seen its hypocrisy. She knows her future lies elsewhere. And as the scene cuts to Ahsoka walking away from the temple, the sky golden with the light of the setting sun, Anakin makes one final attempt Ahsoka, wait! to get her to stay. Ahsoka, I need to talk to you! Why are you doing this? The Council didn't trust me. So how can I trust myself? What about me? I believed in you. I stood by you. I know you believe in me, Anakin. And I'm grateful for that. But this isn't about you. I can't stay here any longer. Not now. The Jedi Order is your life. You can't just throw it away like this. Ahsoka, you are making a mistake. Maybe. But I have to sort this out on my own. Without the Council, 
and without you. I understand. More than you realize, I understand wanting to walk away from the Order. I know. Anakin's life is a series of wrong choices, but throughout his life are the ones who show him the way to the light. Ahsoka is no longer the student. By choosing to leave the Order, she does something Anakin can't. And by doing so, she becomes the teacher. The shot of Ahsoka walking down the temple steps, leaving Anakin alone, is where Star Wars first made me cry. Here we are, ten years later, and Ahsoka has never been more popular. She'll return to complete her arc in the Clone Wars finale, but I'd bet her journey doesn't end there. She'll likely grace novels, perhaps appear in Star Wars Resistance, or even live action someday. But one thing is certain, the love for Ahsoka Tano will only grow over time, as more people discover this amazing character brought to life by George, Dave, and Ashley. Ahsoka may have begun her journey as a snippy teenager, but she's found a place in our hearts as a legend. As we close out this episode, I want to say thank you to everyone who contributed. As Kelly said in her comments, community is where fans come together to share their love, passion, and creativity. It allows us to connect with others and helps us to form lasting and new friendships. Fandom often finds itself in crisis mode, and people go to war over their differences. But I'd like to believe that's the exception rather than the rule. The journey of Ahsoka Tano especially as it relates to her place in Star Wars fandom, is one of hope and positivity prevailing. And it's why I had to showcase her as one of the most important characters we have in the saga. Even if you missed your chance to contribute to the 